What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today, we are privileged to have Myron Horton on. He currently works for a global Fortune 500 company, a JLL commercial real estate company. And this company, pretty much, obviously, they're doing big things around the world. And they just got into the healthcare management space. And this is where Myron kind of slid in. A lot of his background just prepared him for this moment that he is currently in. So again, if you're into uh, engineering, because he has his his um, degree in nuclear engineering technology, came up like a non-commissioned officer <laughs> in the ranks of where he is right now. And so got a lot of respect for him. Very privileged to have him on the show today. So by way of this introduction, I just want to make you feel welcome, Mr. Myron Horton. Thank you for thank, joining the program. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Cliff, man. I appreciate that. Uh, that warm <laughs> welcome. You gave me a little bit too much uh <laughs> too much energy. Man. You got me excited. <laughs> I sit, man. Sometimes when I had these interviews, I feel like jumping out the window and running around the block myself too. So That's don't worry about it. It's all love. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so, so I just so let me t- ask you this question. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, so I just wanted to start off um, by. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I honestly feel like, you know, in, in these spectrums, I, I honestly don't, after listening to your niche finder, I don't feel like, you know, I should be here, but I will ex- share my experience and, and how I got here, you know, so... Well, yeah, I, I appreciate the humility, man. But the only thing that kind of, you know, tears that down is that I know you and I know the value <laughs> you bring to institutions. <laughs> so you can't hide from me, man. Maybe the community community may buy that, but I won't buy it. I know that you've got a lot of value to offer and I've seen you in action. And so by way of that statement, why would the audience have a vested interest in your journey? I come from an urban hub, uh, Newark, New Jersey. I am actually was born and raised in uh, West Philadelphia. Uh, but okay. um, 
when, when like I the moved fresh, to, like the Fresh Prince, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I, uh, actually, not too far from where he uh, he stayed. I was from Fifty Six okay. and Master. He was from um, from uh, Overbrook, but okay. yeah. So so um, moving to Newark, it's the same challenges. It's, it, it's navigating through, you know, the, the gangs, the violence, the the, the distractions. Let me just say the distractions. Um, and making it from those distractions to where I'm at, to where I, to where I am right now. And, and getting getting here and getting to this point, it had its fair share of sacrifices. But, you know, with persistence, persistency, I, I, I made it through and, and I made it to this point. Um, my, uh, my story is, is it's a, it's a bit different from others because... I wasn't fortunate enough to grow up with the father figures and the mentors that um, a lot of young men have um, during their, their their struggle and through during their story. So I didn't I didn't have that. Um, so I did what you know anybody would be would normally do after high school, which was uh, go to community college. I attended Essex County Community College. I said you know. Um, I'll go to school. I'll get my degrees, and I and I'll finish things. Out. I'll be rich then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be successful once I go to school. Yeah. Um, and, and I finished. I finished my degree in um in business management from Essex County um, Community College, and the, the sky didn't open up. Mm-hmm. Nothing opened up. There wasn't a plethora of jobs, and that's when it hit me. Um, it hit me that. You know, school may not be be for me, and school may not be my my opportunity to get where I want to be. Um, to to track it all back, we, we all we all when you're younger, you picture what you want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these dreams of success. We have these dreams of, you know, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. Um, when I was younger, my, my objective was to be a. I wanted. I pictured myself as a man with a suit on. With a briefcase, because you know, um, I didn't have a father, I didn't have a mentor, um, so I didn't have these images of what I thought a successful man was. All I could, I knew what TV was, and that was a businessman with a briefcase and all of these things. And when I finished, um, when I finished community college, I realized that I didn't immediately have those things. I didn't know how to get to that point. So um, I joined the military. I joined the military. I was was fortunate enough to qualify as a, uh, a nuclear um, operator, and uh, it was a shock to me because being from uh, an urban hub, being going to Weequake High School, it's not a magnet school. It's not one of those schools where they would even think that I could qualify for these type of uh, for that type of job. And um, it was a shock to everyone, but I qualified for it, and they they provided me the opportunity. Um, they 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 gave me the opportunity without even thinking that I could finish it out. Mm. Which, because um, uh, the Navy Nuclear Power Program is uh, it has the highest attrition rate um, at the time. Um, it had the highest attrition rate behind Harvard Law and MIT. Mm. So. Uh, and sending me off to that school, no one expected me to make it through. They were just happy that I had the opportunity to attend. Um, mm. It was a numbers thing for them, but it wasn't a numbers thing for me. Uh, mm. 
it, it was it was bigger than that for me, and I made the sacrifices that I needed to make to um, to make it through. We're talking about mm-hmm. almost 30, 30 extra hours of schooling, um, of study time. Uh, that's logged, logged mm-hmm. 30 extra hours of study time on top of schooling, Saturdays, mm-hmm. Sundays. So knowing the sacrifices, knowing where I came from, made those sacrifices easy. Mm-hmm. I I had experienced so much of Newark mm-hmm. <laughs> that even the struggle that I was currently going through while I was in the school, the um, mm-hmm. not just the the, the limitations, uh, the intellectual limitations that I had in terms mm-hmm. of you know not going, not not having you know the same upbringing and the same knowledge base that a lot of my counterparts had going to those inner city schools um, they were exposed to certain information that I just really wasn't exposed to so mm. it was a struggle and um, I let made me it. ask you this let yeah. me ask you this though at the start of your at the start of this journey what did you want to accomplish success mm. I didn't know what that meant I didn't know what that was but I knew that I wanted it um, and I knew that where I was coming from, I didn't. That wasn't my very of success. That was, mm. that's not what I thought was successful. Mm. Fifteen dollars an hour job it wasn't successful to me. And mm. to me, although I didn't have an end goal, I knew that there was opportunity in front of me. Mm. And I knew that if I just keep putting my head down and working, I would get to whatever success was. Mm. Hard work and perseverance and habit have been my mentors mm. throughout my journey. Mm. But what what internal struggles did you have? Confidence. Um, I was a <clears throat> I was a young black man coming from an urban a urban hub. Um, I sound like how I sound. Mm. I move how I move. My mannerisms they're noticeable. Uh, people it's a cultural thing it's not necessarily like uh, the fact that I'm black it's the Mm. fact that I am a cultured black man Mm. so having having the confidence to be myself in these meetings in these rooms and to to be able to just be me that was Mm. the hardest part because we get just so happy at the opportunity like when I first started, I was just so happy at the opportunity that I would be in these meetings and I would just be someone who I wasn't. I would speak mm. a certain way. I would I would uh, act a certain way. And I, I had to be what I thought was... I don't even know mm. the word, but <laughs> I, I'm trying Not to... Not authentic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what it... That's what I gained over the years is the fact that I've been like just this past week I was in in L.A. in a a conference. I'm the only black man there, not Mm -hmm. not just the youngest man, but the only black man. And Mm -hmm. I've been in those. I've now been in those meetings and those spaces enough to now feel confident enough to be me in those Mm -hmm. spaces, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I appreciate you giving voice to that. Um, I, if we backtrack into what 
you were just you just shared growing up not having father figure not having a mentor in your life pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps going to community college getting your business um, business degree from a community college and then going off into the navy but not just going to the navy but you you went into one of the elite programs that they had you know in, in this in this nuclear engineering technology space and not only did you get in there get your foot in the door but you also graduated from there no yes yes I, so, uh, okay. mm-hmm. yes i finished that out um and it, it it was more it was that accomplishment was something that i never felt in my life mm. Mm. because everything else came easy basketball came easy mm-hmm. um, talking to get the gab came easy mm-hmm. but when i had to go in and do something that i wasn't comfortable with mm. i wasn't comfortable being smart i wasn't comfortable mm. um because I had never done it I, I had never been challenged to that level so mm. that when I came when I came on the other side of that that <laughs> that and it was just too much and it was overwhelming mm. and that's when I knew that the opportunities were really there mm. but that's when I got into my niche mm. and what do you what do you feel this your niche I realized that um, my niche. I never wanted to be the smartest man in the room, mm. but I wanted to be. Re- I realized that I can be relatable to the smartest man. Mm. Mm. I realized that at some point that I could bring because I was put in these roles in the military. I could bring the best out of other smart individuals. Hmm. The manager usually, and I've learned this. It's a trade manager. Some people are trades manager. Um, in a hospital, you have a, a doctor's executive. Um, hmm. They they an administrative vice president who manages what doctors do. Hmm. On an engineering standpoint, you have sometimes an engineering manager who directs like a project manager who knows what everyone does he isn't the resident expert but he knows who needs to to go into the spot in certain spaces who's going to be <laughs> and right. I realized in the Navy that I wasn't the smartest man but I knew who the smartest man was and I was relatable and I mm. could break down certain barriers with certain people that made them feel comfortable to bring, be their best selves so I realized that and taking and learning because you just got to be confident in what you your abilities and I realized that a lot of the smartest people in the world can't don't speak eloquently uh, they they get shy in rooms and they don't want certain spotlights so I realized that they uh, they needed a voice they needed someone who was with was with a little bit of uh, common sense with that book smart to piece mm-hmm. it all together, and wow. that that that's where I feel my niche is because mm-hmm. even being in this space, and I, I feel a niche is something that you can continuously do, something that people can call on you, something that is is identifiable, and. Mm-hmm. 
since I've since I've recognized what my what my strength is, I've gotten numerous uh, job offers. I've gotten um, people reaching out to me for consulting. Mm. And I've gotten uh, offers to be project managers. Um, it's just opening up more. And since I've learned that, I've started to direct my career towards that path. Mm. I getting, love that, man. Yeah, getting um, small certifications that... Because people don't... Re- a lot of people don't realize that, you know, uh, tradesmen, they make... They making a, a lot of money, mm. and a lot of people really don't know what they do. You you know that an electrician makes a lot of money, but you don't really know what an electrician does. Me, I'm here to bridge that gap. I don't know everything mm. that he does. I know enough to where he can't talk circles around me, but I right. also know enough about the money, the 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 the, the other aspects of uh, business that needs to be taken care of. So me. I'm a manager of trades. I'm a trades. Mm. I'm, yes. and that's that's where I feel my niche is. I wow, can get I, it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But you, you, you almost, and it's interesting because it sounds like it, you tie in a bit of the street smarts. You tie in a bit of the military because I almost hear what you're saying at this point right now is that you are actually seeing a problem in a particular area, a region. Uh, wherever you're over and you're deploying assets to those regions to meet the need of that particular region. But you got to know, okay, I can't just deploy. I can't deploy a mechanic in an area that needs a plumber, right? (laughs) You got to put the right, match it up. And so that's, it's that street smarts with your military background, I think is really bringing everything together. Now that I see as being your journey, just a snapshot. Now we get into your niche. What passions did you have at the start of your journey? Um, I just didn't want to be. My passion, honestly, is I don't want to go back. I don't know if that's a a way. Like I, I don't know. Like that's my passion. My, I'm so passionate about not going back, not being. Mm my verity of mediocrity mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's not going back to that going back to mm-hmm. you know the street corner going back to all of the things that I came from that's what mm-hmm. continuously fuels me to push forward um, mm-hmm. in terms of just like how I said I, I didn't know that I would be at this spot in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've just been continuously pushing forward. So mm-hmm. in terms of success, in terms of my variety of success at the beginning, I told you all I wanted to do was wear a suit mm-hmm. and have a, a, a briefcase because that's mm-hmm. what I thought success was. But as I grew and I, as I evolved as a man and as a person, I realized that I now have that. I wear suits. I, I have that mm-hmm. briefcase. So now, now to 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 get on to with my mentor, now I've, I feel like I've reached what I feel is a small variety of success, a certain step on that ladder. But mm-hmm. now, my mentor, who I told you, I've never had a physical mentor. My mentors mm-hmm. have always been habit, persistence, mm-hmm. and hard work. Mm-hmm. 
So my mm. habits have always been true since the very mm. beginning. I still get up mm. in the morning. I still study. I still write. Mm. I still mm. and staying consistent with those things will make it to where I feel like I should never ever fail. Mm. Love it. What do you do uh, that you say to yourself? I feel like I was made for this moment. I feel like passions um, evolve over time. Mm. I feel like uh, you can be passionate. The thing that you're passionate about today, you may not be passionate about tomorrow. It's mm. it's, it's it's just you know it, it's at a whim. As far as today, um, and my passions is just my peace of mind. Mm. I'm passionate about my peace of mind with the dynamic of. With, with all that's transpired over these last two years, um, although I, I, although I am a resource to, to others in terms of they, they reach out to me for, for, for conversations and for mentorship, right now, as a, a young black man moving in these corporate spaces and what's going on socially in our environment, mm. I'm passionate about peace of mind. Not just mine, but just the people around me. And of course, mine's hold precedence, but mm-hmm. um, I'm checking in on people now. Um, mm-hmm. The same way I, I need peace of mind, I know others need peace of mind. And I know that others need to be reached out to. I know uh, uh, I know COVID did a lot to a lot of people and it changed me, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. can as you can see, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, although the uh, although the rest of the, the audience can't see uh, see how we see each other right now, I can speak for you and say you're looking good, there, brother. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, patterns, patterns. What do you do naturally well? Um, what do I do naturally well? Uh, I would say, I, I say, I say. My relatability. Mm-hmm. I can relate to people. Um, mm-hmm. Coming coming from nothing and going to the top, and then being seeing every level in between, uh, I can just relate. Um, whether you're from, and I've seen this. Whether you're from the middle of Wisconsin, whether you're from the middle of Texas, whether you're from the middle of South Dakota, um, I've built a net and I've, you know, built something within myself that made me. I can relate to you in some type of mm. way. And we can get that conversation going. And I feel like that's a skill that I've learned. Not necessarily that I've always had, but I've had to learn that skill. And I feel like it's needed in the dynamic of, you know, this global mm. business environment that we, we're in right now. Well, what do you do that is a proficiency? What have you learned to do well over time? Uh, learning names. If we're talking about business and we're talking about uh, if we're talking about like actual like you know your career that's that's almost equally as important as, as anything else is learning names mm. first and last names people um, I've learned over my years that people respond well to people who remember them mm. not necessarily uh, everything about them but just remember them mm. and that's big to a lot of people and I've, I've gotten success in, in my uh, career because I remember the names of not, not just the CEOs, but I remember the names of all the janitors. 
Mm. I remember the names of, I try to remember the name of everyone I meet um, mm. because that's big. And your network, mm. your net, your net, your network sh- will always dictate your net worth, if you know mm. what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you. I think you taught me that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that. Well, that's 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 encouraging to me, right there. But I don't know if I had a, a deposit to make in that. But I'll take it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I love it, man, because even what you're saying right now, um, it reminds me of um, Dale Carnegie he, in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He talked about the importance of of knowing someone's name and and just what you're saying as far as relatability. It's it's almost verbatim, you know, from his book. And so I think that that's, that's, that's good quality information to be sharing with the group. Um, what do you do that um, people come to you to solve in a unique way? What problem solving techniques do you have? Um, I, I like to back on that relatability um, personnel. Mm. Uh, and I feel like with, with, with all projects, with all, Anything big and major business, uh, your success is is contingent on the, how the the personnel relate, the, the different people interact mm. with each other, how they uh, the communication, the um just just things of that nature on any project, and I am usually the person that could bring those people together. Sp- uh, bridging back to what I feel like my what I felt like my my niche was in terms mm. of relating to different trades and different people, mm. I bring what I feel is the best out of different people and situations. So if mm. someone's being difficult on a project, I'm usually the person that they call to get things done. I'm usually the problem mm. solver. Mm, love it. So that's what I consider to be a niche. I appreciate you giving voice to that right there. Last couple questions that I have for you is more about your secrets now. So this is this is Myron Horton of today speaking to Myron Horton of yesterday or before you even got into school, before community college, before all of that. You now get an opportunity to be the mentor that you mentioned you did not have. So you're walking up to young Myron. What secret would you give to young Myron that would accelerate him from that point in his journey to where you are today? Stop procrastinating. Mm. Do not procrastinate. Um, mm. To be a great man and to be just great in general, you have to do it. And mm. you can't be afraid of that, that failure. I felt... I failed so many times in my life mm-hmm. and it feels so funny to me that I failed and procrastinated and then mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. about the time that I wasted <laughs> so just do it either you're going to be successful or you're not but if you yeah. do it the, the, the knowledge and the experience that you gained is more valuable than, than, mm-hmm. than any of it so just do it just just stop stop talking about it you need you you know where you want to be, and you know the mm-hmm. steps that you may not know every step that it takes to get there, but you know how to get there. And I feel like mm-hmm. everyone everyone has who who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Like you you have who you want to be. You have this image mm-hmm. in your head of who you want to be. You know how mm-hmm. to get. There. Don't don't mm-hmm. you know? 
Stop procrastinating <laughs> and just put your foot to the pedal and get yeah. it and, and get it. Yeah. Mm, love it. So, what is your secret? What would be your secret to staying consistent? Uh, my secret to staying consistent um, would have to be um, habit. Mm. Habit. You can't. You can't think that you'll just wake up tomorrow and be able to go to the gym. Like, if you think about it, there are a million books about people to lose weight. Mm. There are a million uh, books. There's a million podcasts telling people to go work out. Mm-hmm. Getting back to what I'm saying, people don't like action. They want to read about it. They want to procrastinate. Do it. Mm. Win. And my habits have been that my habits have led to my success because it all fall it'll all fall back to what you do regularly. Correct. Mm. I That's regularly it. study. Mm. <laughs> I regularly look for ways to better myself. I mm. regular so once you put those things into habit and you make those things a part of your mental makeup. You can't. You, you'll never be stagnant. You'll never. Mm. And, and and that's my my biggest thing is the habit. Mm. It, it, you you got to keep your habits correct. So in Miles Monroe book, the Seven Principles of Planning, he says you cannot plow a field by turning it over in your mind. And it's exactly what you're saying right here. You know, you got to actually put your hands to the plow. Let's put the work in. You know what I mean? And as you're saying, you know, you got to make it habit, make it those habits, those daily disciplines. I mean, it's, it's, it's just what regardless of what industry you look at, anyone that you find as successful at the top that rolls up to that level, they got some level of discipline, some level of habits. And so I appreciate you giving that giving that voice. And the last question that I have for you, how do you know when it's time to uh, stay, stay focused on your goal versus changing course? Um, that's a tough one. And yeah. you'll never, you'll never know, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I've, uh, you, you're going to make, it's life. Life is full of swift transitions. It can either happen mm-hmm. to you, or you can make them happen happen yourself. Mm-hmm. And that goes in, in with life. That goes with your career. Um, it was a quote that I that's kind of stuck with me a couple weeks ago that I wrote. I forgot where I got it from, but it said that the um, the price of progress is change. Mm. <laughs> so when you when you think about that. To get to who to where you want to be is going to require some change, mm. and with all change, all all change is scary. All change, uh, all change gives you that you know that butterfly feeling. But if it if it isn't giving you that butterfly feeling, are you really living life? Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know you. you, you it's gonna that. change, brother. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, so the, the caterpillar will never take flight if not for the cocoon, right? And so brother. you gotta be able to make those transitions. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> so look, I appreciate you taking time to share your journey, how you've gone from you, know, like you said, the urban hub, 
going from not only that, but getting and graduating in community college, going into the military school of um, becoming a nuclear engineering technologist. But you still had this drive. You still had this passion. I'm sure people listening will want to hear more, may want to connect with you. How would they go about connecting with you um, on social media? All right. So I have a LinkedIn, um, Myron Horton, um, M-Y-R-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. Shoot me a, a firm request and, and we'll connect. It'll be amazing. I know you got a, Love it. a huge uh, resource of <laughs> business leaders. So I'm hoping that you can <laughs> Well, you know, I think any industry could use somebody who can be relatable to other people and deploy assets to in areas that have great needs for those great resources. And so I'm sure most people who are interested in something like that will definitely be reaching out to you. And if you want to reach out to me in the niche finder community, as you know, you can go on to launchmyniche.org. That is the site where if you're a coach, consultant, or counselor, and you're looking to avoid the three biggest mistakes that many coach coaches, consultants, and counselors make when trying to move their niche online, you can go there and find a quick 10 minute video on what those issues are or what those barriers are and we'll even give you three solutions and tools to overcome and not let that be a part of your journey so go on to launchmyniche.org and and we can connect more and to the niche fund community we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the journey of this urban non-commissioned officer rising up to the top he is out of Newark now he's in LA so we're in, in California <laughs> living it up <laughs> In San Diego, living it up in San Diego. But I appreciate your journey, man. I've always, um, I've always admired how you handled yourself in business settings, and also just, just to, you know, just to kick it with you. So I appreciate you taking time to do this. I appreciate everybody who's tuning in right now. And so we wouldn't be here if not for your attentive ears. And we just want to make sure that we can give you something of substance that you can apply on your journey towards success. So thank you for listening. And we look forward to having the very next expert who can help you on that same journey towards that success you so desperately desire. Thanks again.